Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Hello and welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's weekly Forex podcast, taking a hard look at what's driving the world's largest financial markets. I'm Alice Ross, the FT's currencies correspondent, and I'll be talking you through the market trends this week with the help of my special guest, Ian Stannard, foreign currency strategist at Morgan Stanley. Ian, let's start with the yen, where the dollar has finally broken through what is being called the psychological barrier of 100 yen to the dollar, helped by a surge in the US currency after jobless claims in the state hit their lowest level in five years. Investors and traders have been waiting for this moment ever since the Bank of Japan announced its massive bond buying program at the start of April to help boost its economy. Officials in Japan have been careful to state that their intention is not to weaken the yen, but that that is just a side effect. Nonetheless, it has been getting significantly weaker and is now at its lowest level since the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008. We are also seeing domestic Japanese investors putting more money to work overseas after weeks of keeping their powder dry. Ian, what do you make of all this? How far can the yen go from here now that we've broken through this 100 level? Yes, I think it can go a little bit further in the near term. And the trigger point for this latest move was, in fact, the release of the Japanese portfolio flow data from the Ministry of Finance, which did show finally that the Japanese investors have started to allocate to overseas investments, which is something the market has been waiting for for some time now, ever since the the Bank of Japan first announced those easing measures. There has been very high expectations in the market that Japanese investors would rush to buy overseas assets. But the data up until now has been showing that Japanese investors have been quite reluctant to allocate overseas. In fact, moving up the risk ladder within their own domestic market. So rather an internal shift has been taking place rather than a allocation to overseas assets. But the latest data does reveal that there has been some allocation overseas now. And this has been the trigger point for the latest move higher in dollar yen. But we would be a little bit cautious with regards to chasing it higher from here, given that the move we've seen so far has run ahead of the data. So even if we factor in this latest data point, which shows this reallocation starting to take place, if we look at this against the normal seasonal patterns, this is the time of year we normally expect some kind of allocation to take place. And there's nothing in the data to suggest that this is going beyond that normal scope as yet. So I would be cautious at this stage. And I think the extent of the dollar yen rally we've seen so far does in fact exceed many of those flow indicators. So we are running ahead of the data to quite a large extent, which does suggest some caution. Mm, that's interesting. And what about um, perhaps more on a technical level, although we won't get too technical, the the fact that we broke through this 100 barrier, the fact that it's been called this psychological level, what does that mean in practice? Moving through that 
specific level will generate some interest. So that will generate a spike higher, which we've already seen to some extent. And mm. we'll probably see that run a little bit further. But the 100 level in itself ha- doesn't have any real significance beyond that sort of psychological market effect. Sounds good. Yeah. So I think we will see a short term move higher, but it is now very much down to the momentum of the move. If that momentum is not maintained, then I think we're likely to see dollar-yen coming back under pressure again, given that the the data to support the move just isn't there at the moment, even taking into account this latest uh, portfolio flow data. Mm. Okay, well, let's look now at the repercussions of the yen trade on other currencies. There was, of course, talk of currency wars earlier this year with some trading partners of Japan, notably South Korea, expressing concern over the effect on their exporters of a weaker yen. We've just had a week where South Korea unexpectedly cut interest rates, citing the weaker yen as one reason. Australia unexpectedly cut interest rates, citing the weaker yen as one reason. And New Zealand said it had been intervening in the currency market to try and weaken the Kiwi dollar, whose strength it has also recently blamed in part on the weaker yen. Ian, does this amount to currency wars? And if not, what does? Yes, I think with regards to the the, the currencies and the, the, the bilateral levels that we see, particularly within Asia, it is, uh, is, is of very high significance given the very high level of internal trade within Asia. So mm economies and uh, policymakers are very sensitive to those bilateral exchange rates. So that is a, is quite an important uh, factor and it does uh, play into to policy. But I think at the moment we're, it's, we, we're at a stage whereby we're now seeing the impact of the yen having less, being less on those original currencies. And I think that was demonstrated this morning when we saw the move higher in dollar yen taking place. But the cross rates, the cross yen rates didn't move at all. Hmm. We saw Aussie yen remaining very much in that tight range. So it does look as if the the weakening of the yen is not having the same impact onto the onto the surrounding currencies which we've seen in the past. And that's quite a significant change in behaviour which is taking place because traditionally you would very much expect a weakening of the yen to have a very positive effect onto the surrounding currencies in the region and particularly onto the higher yielding currencies. And why do you, why do you think that might be? That's interesting. I think it is very much a case of the if we start to look at the portfolio flows and while there's this expectation of an outflow from Japan into the higher yielding currencies taking place which has provided some support up until now I think we're now at a level whereby not just in terms of the currency but also in yield terms that the carry trade or the traditional carry trade within the G10 is actually being challenged to quite a large extent from both sides of the equation. So with yields coming down within the G10 and even the traditional higher yielders within the G10 experiencing um, yields coming under pressure as well, then the incentive to move into those markets is now reduced. So even if there is some reallocation taking place out of Japan, some of those traditional markets are not seeing the benefit. Mm. So I think we're likely to see the likes of the Australian dollar and the New Zealand dollar, which have picked up some of that support, not to benefit to the same extent as we've seen in the past. Mm. Well, to put it another way, perhaps uh, their central banks are being successful in in diffusing interest in their currencies by, by making them seem less attractive, I suppose. Certainly, as, as far as the rates and yields mm. advantage is concerned, that is being being eroded, and that is obviously 
a result of policy. But I think also as far as the global growth picture is concerned as well, that is also playing in and having a quite a significant uh, impact and the rebalancing of the Chinese economy, which is taking place as well. So many of the currencies which had benefited from Asian, the Asian growth story and from the Chinese growth story are now starting to feel the neg- negative effects of Asia slowing down and uh, rebalancing within China. Mm. Okay, well, finally, let's take a look at the strength of the US dollar, which is, of course, what kicked off this recent leg downwards in the yen after weekly jobless claims in the States unexpectedly hit their lowest level in five years. So a bit more uh, positive feeling on the US economy there. We've seen the dollar stronger across the board. Ian, do you think this period of dollar strength is likely to continue? And what are the best currency pairs to express that? Yes, we're still very positive on on the dollar. And we're looking for the dollar to continue to move higher. If we come back to that growth story, then we think, yes, the US does look relatively better than most of the other G10 economies hmm. from, a, from a growth perspective. So that, again, I think will provide some relative support for the US dollar. And I think it's also interesting as well if we relate that back to the most recent developments with the dollar yen moving higher, but the yen crosses remaining within a range. So again, it suggests it was very much a dollar-led move which was taking place rather than a yen-weakening move. Mm. And certainly that's the way in which the, uh, the Japanese authorities like to express it as well. <laughs> so I think the, the dollar strength is a trend which is going to continue to develop over the course of the year and well into next year as well. So I think it's going to be a, a slow but sustainable recovery of the dollar. And just really quickly, best way to express that dollar Swiss maybe? Although we are expecting a bit of a setback in dollar yen, as we've uh, mentioned, and we, we are cautious at this point, we think that trend will extend over the longer term and we are still bullish over the course of the next year on dollar yen. But I think currencies such as dollar Swiss have some catching up to do as well. So that, I think, could be a good way to play a dollar strength. OK, that's it from us this week. Ian Stannard at Morgan Stanley. Thank you very much. Hard Currency will be back next week. But until then, you can read up to date FX news and analysis on our website, ft.com forward slash FX. Goodbye. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.